Hello, everybody. This is Todd Thorpe, and he's Drew Markle, and we are here for Game On, talking high school football. We're wrapping up, but this week, the state championships, no, no worry about those games. None of that. Whatever happens, happens. The game of the year in high school football in Bucks in Montgomery County um, is Friday night at Hellman Stadium over at Penridge. Penridge hosting Souderton for the District 1 championship. It would be the first District 1 title for either team. It doesn't hurt that through that they're neighborhood rivals. Literally, you can cross the county line from one district to the other. Um, this one has all the makings of uh, of why why we wanted the season this year and uh, what makes the sport special. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, Todd. It's you, you can't draw it up any better than this. You know, you these two teams were going to play each other this week if both had been out of the playoffs anyway, because. When the Suburban One League realigned, you know, they put them in different conferences. So with the shortened schedule because of COVID, they weren't playing each other, but they wanted to play each other because they're such such rivals. So now it just happens to be the district titles on the line. And you also have, um, you know, Penridge coach Cody Muller, you know, played his high school football at Satterton for Satterton head coach Ed Gallagher. So a lot of cool things going on. And Ed Gallagher was an assistant coach at Penridge. Before exactly. he took that's right. So, I mean, there's just a lot of – before we touch on the matchup this year, the history of it. I mean, you and I are both residents of that in that area. Um, you know, we found out from our coworker, Tom Moore, Penridge grad, that this rivalry goes back to 1940. Um, I mean, literally, I did a story on a, kid, on a kid this week who went to grade school in Penridge and junior high and high school at Soderton. We're living, and when he crosses the street in the town of Telford, he's going from Penridge to Soderton. Um, just the rivalry itself, you know, what, what's it, what does it mean? I mean, what's it, what's the sense you've gotten how much this game, I know Penridge has the Quakertown game on Thanksgiving, but this one's pretty special too. Well, sure it is. I mean, you know, th- this is a chance, as you said, for, for a district title for one of these programs. And, you know, these kids, they do know each other. We talk a lot about, you know, these rivalries and the kids knowing each other. And a lot of times they don't, you know, but in this case, you know, like you said, you know, you got, you know, streets that cut through the middle of, uh, you know, the divide to one school from the other. So, you know, these kids know each other and it's, it's just a, when you think about everything that's going on, you know, with the pandemic and all the problems that so many schools have had for this to happen this way, it's, it's kind of like, you know, but honestly, you almost hold your breath until, you know, Friday at, at, you know, at seven o'clock that it actually happens because, so many things change so quickly with this, but you just want to see this happen because it's such a bright spot in a, in a bleak, you know, a bleak time. Really, the only thing better would be is if the game was being played over at Poppy Yoder Field or the old Saturday <laughs> High School. You know, two two relics of many years past that we both spent a few days on the sidelines um, have been since been replaced <laughs> by sparkling new turf fields and stadiums. But uh, that would make this game perfect if it was in one of those places. Uh, I Todd, I am a dinosaur, but I do disagree with that. Um, I'm still I'm still trying to kick some of the mud off my sh- my shoes from uh, Poppy Yoder from you know from 1998. So I, I think it, I like the games you know on the campus. Penners has a you know a beautiful stadium up on the on the ridge, and you know I I don't I know maybe I'm call me blast call blasphemous or whatever, but I don't miss you know either the old Saturn Field or the or the old Penridge field. Yeah, and a lot of, and unfortunately, a lot of the uh, the town people from both towns won't be in the stadium because of the restrictions. Um, you know, people right. who go back to the days when Wayne Hellman was 
was coaching Penridge and, and, and Drew Darrow was coaching Souderton. And it's one of the neat things about going to games in those communities is you get a lot of people with old looking Letterman jackets on. Um, because of coronavirus, there won't be any. Those type of fans, hopefully everybody will, who normally watch it will watch the stream on their computers. But um, as far as you know, the game itself, let's break, start breaking it down a little bit. Um, they, these two teams, I mean, I, you could have probably have talked to 100 people back in early September and say, who are the final two teams going to be once they start playing in District 1? If they play at all, who are they going to be? And I, I very few probably would have chosen Penridge or Saturday. Um, what, how did they get there, Drew? How did they get here? Well, uh, Todd, that's a good point. Also, one thing, when you mentioned all the, like, the old-timers who like to go to these games, I just feel bad for the, you know, for the current students, too. I mean, the atmosphere that those, those kids at you know, both schools brought to those games, and just imagine you know, how, how nuts it would be if you had this, you know, the students from Southern and Penridge there and you know, Penridge with its P-block with you know, all those kids. And you know, that, that's just another you know, another part of it, and, you know, okay, you, you can live stream it, but, you know, it's not, that's not live, you know, it's not the same thing, but getting back to, you know, how they got, you know, got there, you look, look at Penridge, um, you know, losing record last year, and this, this, maybe, I think they're more, more the, uh, it was more surprised that they got there, but, you know, it, it's kind of close, too, because Saturday, a playoff team last year, you know, they lost, I, I, I want to say, maybe 18 starters. Um, now, the current players will tell you that they saw a lot of time, you know, as reserves last year, and they went to districts and everything. But, you know, on a high school level, when you have to re- replace that many, you know, kids, and then you have a, you know, the, this crazy season where you don't really have, you know, you, you were thrust right into your, into your league season with no, you know, no preseason games or quote, you know, warm up games or non-league, whatever you want to call them, you know, it both sides, you know, again, it's like what you said, if you would have asked me, you know, what were the odds of Penridge Saturn playing in a district final? I don't know. Thousand to one, 2000 yeah. to one. I mean, it, it was, it, it would have been astronomical. I mean, when you look at it, you know, I remember back, back in April and May and you're, we're trying to, you know, we're transitioning out of our, there's no spring season because of COVID into our, what's the fall going to look like? I spoke with Cody Muller on the phone. Um, I, you know, basically just, I think I was calling him just to, to see what they were doing for workouts. And he, I was surprised. It was the first school I spoke to how organized he was and how zoom calls. And there were seniors that were taking control of this situation that they really did seem to be committed that once they got the nod, this team was going to be ready to go and play. Um, his teams, his first two years as a coach, a head coach, you know, they, you know, they, they were, they're not undefeated and making the playoffs. So you really didn't, you know, he kind of came into the program kind of came into its own under him this year as well. And the return of a guy like Shane Hartzell from an injury last year. And, you know, Villanova is just getting a tremendous football player um, at that level has been huge. And I saw that in the game against, against the Chamonix where the Chamonix has Chris James, who, you know, practically in five games or six games, I think he's going to end up with close to a thousand yards. Well, I don't think he had 30 against Penridge. I mean, he just dominated the game. Uh, Hearts will just dominate the game. And that seems to be he's their one guy that they point to, but they got a lot of guys who work pretty well around him too. Yeah, they do. Um, but he was the whole key to this thing. And, you know, him coming back, I mean, he he's such a force at linebacker. And, you know, having him there and, you know, he runs the show. You, you To have a team leader like that, I mean, Cody, 
Cody Muller raves about him and rightfully so. Um, he, he was begging. I was, I was over at their practice the other day and he was begging Cody to put him in on offense, you know, against Coatesville and they were, and they, Penridge had the ball. They were stuck on their own three yard line and all the momentum was on Coatesville's side. And Cody doesn't like to use him on offense because he's such a valuable defensive player, but he puts them in and all, you know, all Hartzell does is go 97 yards, you know, outrunning, you know, the entire Coatesville team, which is not an easy thing to do, you know, for a huge touchdown, huge momentum swing. You know, that, that kid is, you know, I, you know, Villanova, you're right, is absolute steal getting him because um, he's going to do really well. But you know, that was a, that was huge. And, and then back what you said about Muller, you know, a lot of high school coaches will tell you, Todd, you know this, that that kid's a coach on the field, or I could see him being a coach one day. I mean, Ed Gallagher said those things back about Cody, you know, um, when Cody was in high school, and he was right. Well, I remember, going, you know, about Hartzell is um, in the, the Chamonix game. After the game, you know, I'm waiting to do interviews or whatever, and uh, the Chamonix coaching staff is addressing their players, and and Neil French, who's been a defensive coordinator in Chamonix for years and is generally considered one of the better high school defensive football coaches there is around, is addressing right. players. And he said, he said, there's no question who the leader is on that team, pointing to Penridge. He's like, and I'm not talking about the head coach. He's like, that kid won't let them lose. He is the leader. And that's just very apparent every time you see them play, that he is – he's the leader. He's the guy. And um, it'll be interesting now. You go into a, a, a game against a team like Soderton – and give them credit. You mentioned all the guys they lost to graduation. Uh, they moved conferences where Penridge kind of had to run a gamut of some really good teams. Um, Southern kind of got overlooked because they were in the Continental Conference this year, I felt. Um, but lost in that is that they, you know, one of the teams they beat was a five and one Quakertown team. One of the other teams they beat is a five and one Upper Dublin team that's still playing in the district 5A playoffs. Yes, they didn't play in the National Conference, but Southern didn't exactly play a week schedule. I mean, they've earned their spot here. And going on the road and winning at Springford, you know, isn't an easy task in a playoff game either. No, I mean, Springford was, you know, an undefeated team. And it absolutely was not easy. I, I was at that Quakertown game, and then Quakertown led at the half. That was a good game. And Southern came back. And Ed Gallagher, you know, we talked after the game. And he said, he said, you know, we're, he goes, we're young, but we're, we're going to be good. You know, we just need some time. And then, you know, time was one thing most of these teams, all these teams didn't really have this year. But they may made up for time in a hurry because, you know, look, look at what they've done. You know, right, Upper Dublin, you know, a very good program, not a good team, a good program that is still playing. You know, they're playing in uh, Westchester Ruston um, in, the, in the 5A final. You know, they are legit. And uh, Quakertown's legit. And obviously unbeaten Springford, you know, well, they were unbeaten until Saturn beat them. Saturn, you know, the final score was, I think, 27-24. But, you know, Saturn had built a big lead on them. And uh, they're up, I think, it was three touchdowns before, you know, Spring Ford, you know, tried to get back in it. So this tells you a lot. I mean, you know, Ed Gallagher knows what he's doing. He's been doing this for, you know, a long time. And I'm looking forward to it. I, I you know, you again, you have a, you know, a, an interesting story with, with Penridge and Hartzell, who will go down as one of the best players to ever play at Penridge. You know, he's in that, you know, the, he's, he's on right on that short list and, and a Saturn team that's, you know, just, just well-rounded and, you know, it, it'll, it's exciting. We're, you know, we're getting close to it and let's just, you know, keep our fingers crossed that it happened. I've already seen it. I've already seen it in print for you. Um, why don't we make a prediction? You say you like Penridge in this one. I think it'll be high scoring. 
Um, but I do. I just, I, I'll give Penridge, you know, if I had to pick a score, I don't know, Todd, 28-25, something like that. I, I would agree with you with the with the team that comes out on top. I think it's going to be a lower score. I okay. think Saturday's defense carried the show last week against Springford. They gave up 24 points, but look at the numbers a little bit. They're not really as – that's still deceiving. Um, and then Penridge had a streak this year where they went three games without allowing a point. True. Um, you very easily could see, you know, 21-10, you know, something to that extent. I do think Penridge finds a way to win. One more game on the docket this week, Drew, um, or one more playoff game. A lot of other games being played, and I don't want to downplay those. Um, I hope those kids oh, – there's four other games. I hope they all get their games in. I think it's right. actually going for – you know, just get games in this year. Get film for your kids for colleges and just give the kids a chance to go play, and that's the important thing. But one other playoff game, and we're going to talk about that, and that is Upper Moreland is going to Montana to play their um, <laughs> 4A game. Not Montana. They're actually going to Holidaysburg to play Oil City. <laughs> Montana's closer. Oil City's from up around Erie, um, and they're, they're meeting in a neutral site, and they're playing in Holidaysburg. Um, Upper Moreland last week, I won't say they got a gimme, but they played a winless Ryan team in the first round of states in kind of a roundabout type of way. Um, the Golden Bears, I guess you go out there with nothing to lose, right? Sure. I mean, they should have had a forfeit last week. I mean, you know, I, I think it was, was it, uh, was it Bonner Prendergast? I believe they were supposed to play. Which is a very and good then, team. Yeah. And then, you know, you know, Prendy got a couple of COVID cases, couldn't play. So they just inserted Archbishop Ryan in, you know, that's that's not that's not right. It should have been it just should have been a forfeit. But you know <laughs> these strange things going on with uh, with these whole PIAA playoffs. But now you know now they have to they got to go all the way out to Holidaysburg. Um, I was over at Upper Moreland practice the other day talking to the head coach uh, C.J. Sizdilik, and you know they, they can't afford to be you know get out there Friday and you know spend the night. So they're driving you know they're driving up Saturday morning. You know, a good three and a half, four hours. And it's also a long ride for Oil City, about three hours, um, you know, to, to play this game. And that's hard to do, to, you know, to drive. You know, it's like, you know, you drive somewhere just like on a, you know, a vacation. You get out of the car and your legs are stiff. And, Especially you know, I know. Yeah. And, you know, we're not 17 years old anymore, but, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about. So, and you got to play an undefeated Oil City team. And, you know, it, it's it's a tough uh that's a tough spot for Upper Moreland, but I think, you know, their only loss, you know, they're a, this is a 4A uh, quarterfinal. I mean, their only loss was to 6A Quakertown. And we've seen that, you know, Quakertown hung with, you know, Satterton and led them. And now Satterton's in the 6A final. So Upper, Upper Moreland's legit. They've got, a, they've got a solid shot here. I would, I mean, just based on the results, I know nothing about Oil City. And I don't know the difference between Oil City and an Oil Slick. I, I really have never <laughs> In them play, I don't know anything about their football tradition, um, but they they put up tremendous numbers on teams. Um, it could just be that they're unmerciful, but it or it could be that they're really a good team in offense and offensively like a juggernaut. And they've played nine games. Um, tough game for Upper Moreland if in the prediction category. Do you think is this the? Yeah, the app, these are absolutely tough. I mean, you know, you, you just you look at the schedule and you you see that Oil City they played a couple of teams twice. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think they played two teams twice. Um, you know, any port in a storm and a pandemic, that's fine. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, you, you know, you just, you just go on a hunch. I, I think Upper Moreland beats them. Um, won't be easy. Like you said, this is, you know, this is a big team that just likes to pound the ball. And, uh, you know, mm -hmm. CJ said, you know, we need to have a track meet, not a slugfest. 
you know, against them. So they want to get the ball out and, uh, you know, they want to get the ball out in space and, and use their speed. So, you know, hopefully that's what will happen for them. But I mean, I like Upper Moreland again, a real tight one, Todd, you know, that, you know, 17 16 kind of game. Well, Drew, we're going to call it a week and we'll, we'll certainly reconvene next week to talk about who's left. Um, this probably probably going to be just about wrapping it up next week, I'd imagine. Um, but a lot of good football this weekend in, in town. We'll both be over at Hellman Field uh, tomorrow night, and uh, I'll be making the journey out to do Holidaysburg for the Upper Moreland game. So um, we look forward to talking about it again next week for the Intelligencer and the Bucks County Courier Times. I'm Todd Thorpe. He's Drew Markle. See you next week.